Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Eli Sussman here. A brief message before we present this amusing, enlightening interview. Ethan Badowski and I spoke with Marlins right-handed pitching prospect Zach McCampbell early Friday afternoon, all right? Only an hour after we wrapped up, news breaks that Alex Vessia and one other prospect had just been traded to the Dodgers for reliever Dylan Floro. My heart skips a beat. Which prospect? Which prospect could it be? Turns out it was one of the Marlins 2020 draft picks, but not McCampley. Right-handed pitcher Kyle Hurt, who they selected in the fifth round last year. Big sigh of relief. For more reaction to and analysis of that trade, check out fishstripes.com. But for now, listen up to Zach McCampley, third-round pick out of Coastal Carolina University, who's entering his first full year in the Miami Marlins organization and gearing up for Major League Spring Training. Enjoy. This is the premiere of a new season of Earning Their Stripes on Fish Stripes, our Fish Stripes show covering Miami Marlins prospects. I'm Eli Sussman. That's Ethan Badowski. He's co-hosting with me. We are kicking things off in 2021 with an interview. Right-handed pitcher Zach McCambly was the Marlins' third-round pick in the 2020 MLB draft. The Marlins are expecting about 30 pitchers to report to Major League Spring Training Camp in the coming days, and McCambly will be the youngest one there. He's still just 21 years old. Hey, Zach, uh, let's start right there. What's it going to be like being teammates with and competing against some grown-ass men this spring? That's a big adjustment. 
Yes, sir. First of all, appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I actually didn't know I was going to be the youngest one there. That's interesting. Wow. Wow. Well, that's news to me. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to, to get started. I've been down here, actually, me and Kyle, Nicholas, the other uh, the other draft pick this year. Um, we live together um, and we actually both got invited on the same day, which was cool. We were actually on the golf course when we found out we got a call and he told us that we, we're going to get invited to uh, spring training. So changed the way I was playing the rest of the day, I would say. I, I'm not that good at golf, really. But um, I guess when we got that news, it kind of just uplifted my mood and stuff. But, yeah, I'm super excited, especially to just absorb everything that they have to tell me there. And I'm just going to make sure that my ears are wide open. So, Yeah, no pressure. But at this time last year for 2020 camp, the youngest pitcher there was Sixto Sanchez. And his career kind of took off almost immediately after that. But no pressure. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> That's fun. That's funny. That's so. Funny. Zach, you mentioned that you're, you're living with Kyle and, um, you know, you were drafted with a full pitcher class. You know, everybody that the Marlins took last year is a pitcher. So just what's it been like getting acquainted with those guys? How much have you become acquainted with those guys? And then also how much have you become acquainted with guys like Sixto or guys in the organization that have been in the organization already? And, you know, are, are, how much are you looking forward to working with them coming soon? Right. So, so um, me and Kyle actually – uh, go back a year. Uh, we played on the same Cape Cod team. We played for the Katsua Kettleers. Um, so we pretty much spent the whole summer together. So we were already pretty familiar with, with each other. Um, hence why we're roommates right now. Uh, I met I met Dax Fulton, Max. We all met at Instructs. Um, I just met Kyle Hurt, uh, the fifth round pick out of USC. Um, and Jake Eater. Uh, I think he was the, the pick after me for Miami. Um, but yeah, honestly, we're pretty, we're pretty tight knit group already. Um, everyone's got great personalities and uh, we all mesh pretty well together. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be fun coming up, uh, going through the process together. Um, kind of most of us are coming out of college, all except one guy, Dax. He's kind of the younger guy of the group. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think we all just mesh really good together. Um, as for the guys that I've met, I have not met uh, Sixto or, or any of those guys yet. Um, they're still not down here. Um, me and Kyle actually live down here in Jupiter right now. We've been training at the complex for the better of three months now. We've been here since November. Um, but I've met some other guys. I've met Jordan Holloway, um, Braxton's Braxton's back now. Um, trying to think. Uh, really, really, that's all all the pitches. I mean, I met Eli. Eli's another guy who I've seen. Uh, he's another the right-hand pitcher in the organization. He's, um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I've met a lot of guys. I've met a lot of the position players because they they're the guys that stay down here more. I know Jordan Holloway lives down here as well. But um, Monte Harrison has been down here. Um, so I've seen him quite a bit. Uh, he's a character. He's, he's hilarious. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, Nassim Nunez, Lorenzo, Hampton, Sean Reynolds, all them guys. So I'm kind of just still making my rounds to meet all the guys. Obviously, not everyone's here just yet. But um, – I also met a, a decent amount of guys at Instructs as well. So, Well, I'm so glad you mentioned Instructs because this year, I mean, that was kind of behind closed doors to the public, but that's always a big part of the organization every year because it has almost every top prospect you can think of, aside from the guys that have been in the majors already. Um, and I understand that there were a handful of games that you guys actually played against the Washington Nationals prospects 
And I mean, there's been no minor league season, which is, I mean, one of a million reasons why this year is a strange time to be turning pro because coming off a of summer where there's no minor league games, but in terms of what happened during instructs, uh, there's no official box scores out there. So we're just kind of have to take your word for it. I mean, how many of those games did you actually get to pitch in and how did, how'd that go? What'd you learn from the, whatever number of outings you got to do at instructs? Right. So, um, I was actually able to pitch a couple of times. I made a couple of appearances against the nationals. Um, I don't know the exact amount of innings. I think maybe like eight or nine. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything too crazy. We were coming off quarantine. Um, nobody really wanted to get our arms uh, worked up, trying to keep our arms healthy to get ready to go for this year's season. Uh, but instructs was fun, man. It, you know, I'm coming off of a college season and then quarantining for, you know, five months, however long, and jumping right in to go into, I guess that was kind of like my first pro ball experience, you can say, with instructs. Um, it was it was a different experience. It's kind of like the exact opposite of where I went to school at Coastal. Um, but yeah, it was real laid back. It was fun. Uh, you know, I got a chance to learn from a lot of uh, the coaches there. Um, yeah, it, it was an experience. It was fun. Um, I did pretty well, you know, just from for what I was able to do, I kind of had to maintain from my season being shut down to uh, September when we were finally able to go. So it was a great time. I was just working on the changeup, really, just working on, you know, attacking guys. And it was, it was a good time. It was fun. Zach, you talked about, you know, quarantining. And, and this year has, you know, this past year was so different for so many reasons for all of us. But can you just tell us about, first of all, the experience of having your season shut down and then getting drafted this year of all other years, you know, did it feel the same? How How much could you really enjoy that? And it was I feel like the draft was kind of like right in the heart of everything. So just talk about what it was like, you know, that experience of, did you feel robbed a little bit of the full experience or were you still, I mean, obviously you were still so excited, but just tell us what it was like going from the, you know, the quarantine ending your season to getting drafted in the same process. Right. Yeah. So obviously, and I can speak for probably everybody in the world, quarantine was terrible. Um, It was awful. We, I was on the, I got on a plane uh, I think we were in our fourth week of the season. Uh, we were just going to Louisiana. We were on a, on a flight. We got there, and then we get a call saying that the season's going to be canceled, right? So, you know, in a routine, you go from every little thing you do being planned out throughout the day, uh, in college especially, to basically everything shutting down and all that kind of stuff happening. Um, so then, you know, fast forward a little bit, you know, middle of quarantine, you know, I kind of was just trying to maintain the best I could, trying to keep my arm healthy. Uh, I was trying to throw keep, uh, throw bullpens and get some video out there so for, so some scouts could see it maybe. Um, I was pretty successful with that. Um, I was able to, you know, give video to a lot of those guys and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, if you look at it the other way, you know, it kind of was the best year for me as well. Uh, being my draft year, me not getting drafted out of high school, you know, I, this was the year that I was waiting for pretty much for the past five years, four years. So, you know, in a way, you know, the year was a blessing and, you know, I'm very happy how it went. You know, I was able to have a, a little party for, for myself uh, at my draft party uh, at my dad's bar in South Carolina, just a couple close friends in my family. Um, and I definitely think it was still just as special as it would have been, if it was a normal year, obviously I would have liked to finish my college season, but it, it, it turned out well and I'm, I, I wouldn't change it. So. 
We're here with Zach McCambly, right-handed pitcher, the Marlins consensus top 30 prospect in the Marlins organization. A couple questions back about college at Coastal. Um, how about one of them being like, what do you think is the best game that you've pitched in your career so far? Like if somebody's listening to this and they barely know about you or they just haven't seen you pitch before, what's a game that you point to uh, at any point in your life that you say that's peak Zach McCambly? That's what it looks like when everything's going. Man, you know, yeah, going to Co- – I have so many great memories at Coastal, so many great games. Um, this game that I'm going to mention is not my best game, but this is probably just the most memorable game I've ever had at school. It was opening weekend, actually. I was a freshman, 18 years old, one of the youngest guys on the team. Um, and it's opening weekend. I'm about, about to get ready to go start. Or uh, I was coming out of the bullpen at the time there. Um, and it was on Saturday night. I didn't play the Friday. We blew out Virginia Tech or something. And on Saturday, we played Oklahoma. And I came in for the eighth and ninth inning, and we were we were going into extras. And uh, it was probably the most live game I've ever had. To this day, in my three years at Coastal, that first game as a freshman was still probably the livest game I've ever pitched in just because it was such a close game. It was against Oklahoma. They were ranked really high. I think they were like ninth in the country or something at the time. Some, some crazy thing like that. And we ended up winning on a walk-off. And it was my first game in college, and I ended up getting the win, which was awesome. Um, so that was probably my most memorable game, just being, you know, just a freshman and coming in for my first time ever. But as for probably my best game, my I would say probably the most complete act was, was this past year. That's why I really wish that the whole year was able to, to play out. Um, you know, even opening weekend, you know, going seven innings, uh, you know, 10 strikeouts games and uh, pitching against Maryland this year. Um, I really think that I was just starting to go up this past year. I think I think that if the year would have continued, I probably would have I could probably give you a pretty solid answer on that. But I would say probably honestly, the first four games that I had this past this past year, they were probably the best I've ever thrown at college. And that's for sure. I have an important question about going to college at Coastal Carolina. And I feel like you ask, we ask a lot of people at Coastal Carolina this. You might know what I'm going to ask you. What is a Chanticleer? <laughs> it's a, uh, <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it's got a huge story behind it. Okay. It's, it's, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know the full story, <laughs> but, but just know it's the most badass rooster in the world. Awesome. It's the most badass rooster in the world. <laughs> And then talk to me about Coastal Carolina. You know, you didn't you didn't get drafted out of high school because, you know, scouts knew that you were so committed to there. So what drew you there? What made you say, no matter what, this is where I'm going to go. This is where I'm going to, you know, take my career to the next level. Yeah, so basically, uh, so my parents are separated. My, my father lives down in South Carolina. And um, basically, when I was growing up, we, we vacationed every year down to Myrtle Beach. And that was kind of like our family, family vacation spot. Um, so we used to go and, you know, we used to say, like, how cool would it be to go to Coastal? How awesome would it be? You know, this is basically like our second home. Um, great weather. You know, you got great people around here. Um, so basically I committed there when I was a sophomore in high school and, uh, I was really attached to coach Gilmore, you know, he has a way of, of getting guys to come to the school and making them better. Um, and even the whole coaching staff from coach Schnall to, uh, coach Thomas, who was my pitching coach and, you know, all those guys, there's something about that place that makes you want to come because they, they're, they're a no BS type of school. They're, they're kind of like a, 
a blue collar type of, you know, hard work. You're going to get on the field this way. You're not going to, you know, just be put on the field. So I think, I think I was just really drawn to the atmosphere there. And I, I really enjoyed talking to all the coaches really wanted me to come there. And um, like I said, just being that place, being a, a home away from home for me, it was kind of just like a perfect story for it. Well, Coastal has been getting a lot of attention this past year outside of baseball because of what the football team did kind of coming yeah, out of man. nowhere and having that undefeated regular season. Um, how, how closely did you follow along with that? Uh, did you did your schedule line up that are you able to go to any games or um, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, you were pretty proud of what those guys did as well. Yeah, man. Uh, awesome year for them guys. I'm super, super proud of how the program is being turned around. My first couple of years there was, you know, just, just going through a little rough patch, you know, just how it is in college sports. Um, but to finally see them, you know, turn the corner a little bit this year and kind of get the respect that they deserve. It's just been a long time coming. I don't think Coastal's ever, but they might not get as much national attention just because they're more of a mid-major school. They're not, you know, the SEC schools, the ACC schools. But I, I believe that Coastal can compete in any conference anywhere in the country. Um, that goes for any sport, soccer, baseball, football, softball, anything. Um, so it's kind of cool just to see them finally get in the, the respect that I, I believe that they they should have had all along. So it's been awesome. Um, we weren't able to go to, to very many games, you know, during the fall, like I said, Coastal's hard work. So, you know, we had practice um, and, and inner squads and scrimmages and lifts and all that. But um, we try to follow along as, as best as possible. And I'm, I'm super happy for them guys. You know, you just said it's a mid-major, but we could compete with anybody in the country. So, you know, what's it like playing mid-major ball? Um, you know, you're and you're coming up with some of these guys, you know, um, a, a USC guy, a guy that pitched, you know, Max Meyer pitched in the Big Ten. So how how diff, how different do you feel mid-major ball is? And do you, would you have, is it, you know, do you feel like it's a better atmosphere for you, tailored more to you? And uh, just talk about your experience with that. The, the best word that I can use to describe a mid-major school would, would, is scrappy. Every team is scrappy, you know, they're the grinders of the group, you know, not everybody has a necessarily five guys in the rotation that throw 95 miles per hour, 97 miles per hour. You know, these are guys that are working hard to get on the field. Um, and I think I really don't, they're not going to get talked about as much, um, but I think those, like I said, they're just the grinders of the group on the type of schools. They're the type of, type of guys that you overlook and you know they just they're just blue collar type of guys um it's good man it's crazy man Guy, guys in mid-majors you know they really know how to grind out at bats and um like I said I've never played in the SEC but we have played SEC schools and ACC Big Ten schools and everything and you know it's definitely a little different um we're a little smaller than them type of schools maybe you know those guys are the guys who come out of high school big time prospects um, a lot of respect for them as well. Um, it's just when you're in a mid-major, you kind of got to earn your earn your respect. So that, that's kind of how I just go about life, really. So could your have sh- could your Chanticleers have taken out my Gators? Oh man, I mean they did it in 2016. There you go, that's true. <laughs> they, they did they did it in 2016. And and by the way, I will say this: I was committed before uh-huh. they won the national championship. So. I just like to throw out there, you know, that's a that's that's kind of a something I could pat myself on the back for. I'm a I'm a day one coastal fan, um, but yeah, I mean, hey man, I'm always gonna take the shots. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Zach, you mentioned before we started recording that, I mean, you were teammates with Kyle Nicholas, fellow Marlins draft pick back in Cape Cod, and now you're rooming with him in Jupiter. Um, even though there are so many people that play baseball in this country, um, it feels like it's actually a small world once you get to like elite level baseball that everybody kind of knows each other along yeah. the way. So aside from Kyle, is there anybody else in the Marlins organization that you knew before you got drafted? Man, uh, I knew Nassim Nunez. I didn't, I didn't know. We have the same agent, um, Henri Stanley. He's part of Boundary as well. Um, but honestly, no, I'm, I'm very happy that Kyle was able to come to come with me from the Cape Cod team. I think that was, I think that's awesome. I think it's kind of allowed me to adjust a little better, you know, just having someone that I already know I could talk to, you know, we, we're pretty much throwing partners every day. We're on the same schedule. Um, but other than that, nah, I, I, don't, I didn't really know anybody, but everybody that I've talked to since I've been here has kind of just welcomed us with open arms, which I think is really dope. You played high school ball in Pennsylvania, right? You grew up in Pennsylvania? Yeah. All right. Yep. So t- t- what was your baseball upbringing like? You know, were you Phillies, Pirates? Who, who did you follow growing up and who did you idolize, especially as a pitcher? Huge Yankees fan. I came out the womb a Yankees fan. Um I'm I'm a I'm a huge Derek Jeter guy. Um, I know I'm a pitcher, but Jeter was kind of always my idol growing up. You know, kind of just being exposed to him. Uh, Mariano Rivera with that cutter, um, Andy Pettit, all them guys, Roger Clemens, all them guys. Man, I used to watch. Um, you know, like the 2009 Yankees with Robinson Cano and A Rod and Mark Teixeira and all them guys. And uh, I kind of think that's kind of what made me just fall in love with with the game of baseball um even at like a young age um and that and now the fact that Derek Jeter is you know the owner of me basically is kind of just like kind of crazy to even think about um you know he got he got a chance I haven't got necessarily a chance to talk to him one-on-one but he did come and speak to us at Instructs and it was kind of just the craziest thing that I've I've ever done so far just seeing him up close just thinking to him like that's 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 my idol since I was a young kid so amazing and and just is there a picture that you kind of you like to think you model yourself after or you Zach McCambly? Oh man, I have a lot of respect for everybody. Um, I am, I do kind of just try to do me the best possible way. Uh, I do like to research and I do like to watch pictures in the game. I love Walker Bueller. Um, I love Adam Wainwright. I love that big curveball that he has. Um, Scherzer, obviously you got the Verlanders, you know, I try and do a lot of research on them guys just to look at their grips. Um, 
because you know that that's where you want to be one day obviously that's where you want to get to that's why you're out here working how hard you're working um but yeah man I, I would say right now that the pitcher that I, I like to watch the most in baseball is Walker Bueller big fan of that guy well you mentioned what you're working on uh and I guess we'll focus on that last few minutes of this um that, I mean, you already mentioned earlier also that, I mean, the changeup has been a big priority for you, developing that third quality pitch that could get guys out. Uh, I mean, what else have, what's the feedback been from Marlins coaches so far now that it's been about six, seven months in the organization? And uh, I mean, you showed up there already doing some things really well that were having a lot of success for you at Coastal. Uh, but what other like specific instructions have those coaches given you? Because I mean, honestly, those are some unsung heroes in the organization, the Marlins pitching coaches, because the dream is for this organization to put out like a whole homegrown starting rotation and all that yeah. starts in the minor leagues. And so they've done a good job with other guys, you know, getting them to improve their games, become uh, more complete pitchers. So what has that specific advice been to you so far since you got there? Yeah, them guys in the Marlins organization, they're great. I, I, I actually really enjoy my time down here. I enjoy going to the field every day and learning from them guys. Um, like you said, uh, and like I've said in the past, uh, that change up, that third pitch is kind of the, the biggest priority for me. Um, and in every bullpen, you know, we're making sure that we're keeping the command right. Um, I've always had the two pitches. I've always had a fastball. I've always had a pretty good breaking ball. Um, that's always kind of been my, my bread and butter type of, type of thing. It's kind of been the pitcher I've always been. Um, but you know, you get up into the, you see, you go to the field and you see the cages and you see these guys, the, you know, the pro guy, the major league guys, you know, hitting in the cages and you're like, okay, man, you really need something to get their timing off. So it's like, now it, it's kind of more of like a real thing for me, this change up. Um, it's made a ton of progress since I would say since this past. So yeah, the past year, I would say the past year, I have made a ton of progress on the pitch. It, it, the biggest thing with the change up is just a feel for it. You know, you got to have a feel for it. It's all about the reps that you throw. It's not, it's not necessarily how, how you throw it. It's honestly just, just more about the reps. And that's really what they've been preaching to me, Scott and Reed. Um, you know, we work on it every single day. I would say that I probably throw the change up multiple times a day, probably six days a week out of the seven. You know, I, I take one day off of throwing. Um, so it's obviously on the top of my mind. And uh, it's going to just take me to the next level. And, you know, the one thing that I could say about myself is that I'm, I'm a very coachable type of person um, and they're They're going to get the best out of me uh, every day that I go in and um, we're just going to keep refining that pitch up until I can start using it in games. So. Zach, I have one question for you before I ask you about the Marlins future and it's uh, I can see some tats up your arm right here. Is there one that really means anything to you is, you know, what, what is, uh, what do you got here? Uh, yeah. So I got, uh, this is the little river lighthouse right here. I got this on my forearm. I've had this, I've got, you know, the palm tree right here to represent kind of just like coastal around, around Carolina. Um, and then up here I have, uh, I actually just got this. I'm working on a sleeve. I'm trying to finish my sleeve up, man. This is like a 10 hour session that I did when I went home 10 hours straight, by the way, that was terrible. I'll never do it again, but um, yeah, it's basically Zeus holding up the world. Um, and basically the quote that I had on it was, um, just because it's heavy, uh, just be, what was it? What, what, what was, the, I, don't, I don't know. It's Zeus holding up the world just because, just because, <laughs> just because it's just because the world is heavy. The world is hard, man. Everything is hard. Just because you carry it well, does not mean that it's not 
does not mean it's easy. You know, just, just because you carry something well doesn't mean it's not heavy. So um, that's kind of just the idea that I have behind the Zeus holding up the world, um, you know, just so that I can keep pushing every day because um, I do it for my family, uh, basically down here grinding every day for them um, to put them in a better position than what we're in right now. Um, and that's what just what keeps me going every day. So I got it tatted on me and I'm gonna finish that sleeve up soon. But like I said, not another 10 hour session, man. <laughs> I think Eli uh, had a question about your shopping list. Oh yeah, well, okay. I think I saw on Instagram a few months back that um, one of the first things you got yourself with that signing bonus is a new Mercedes Benz for yourself down there yes. and obviously yes. that extra tat work as well um but you know with draft picks this year um you got screwed a little bit um unlike past years most of the bonus has been deferred so for you most of that <laughs> hasn't hit the account yet uh, right, what right. is still on uh, your shopping list when once the rest of that gets there what, what uh what do you think would make you really happy you and the family man, of course man it's probably it's probably our it's probably better that the the bonus is cut into three sections for me um even though i'm not you know i'm not a huge spender type of guy i'm gonna be honest um you know i know i needed i was in the process of having to get a new car um i went from uh, a 99 chevy malibu awesome. to a 20 a 2010 uh mazda 3 to now this 2021 cla 250 mercedes which was very cool to get you know finally purchased my own car um it's a lot of hard work i actually bought my first car that i had um working at this japanese restaurant that i worked at as a kid when i was in high school for four years so i held that held that job down for a little bit to be able to buy that car but um honestly i think i'm really just trying to save my money man uh just trying to take care of my mom uh you know my parents i know my sister's got a uh 16th birthday coming up in april so maybe maybe go ahead and see if i can get her her a car before she gets her license. That, that's the biggest thing or her permit. That's the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I can take care of uh, my siblings and everything. My sister's about to have a baby. So um, maybe help her out with some stuff. You know, I know diapers aren't cheap after a while. Um, but yeah, man, I, I honestly, maybe I'll get some shoes or something. I don't know, man. I just, I'm down here in Florida. I can't really complain much about where I'm at. You know, I'm surrounded by palm trees and stuff. So um yeah, probably not going to spend too much money, man. I'll save it for now. And I just want to get you out of here on this, Zach. So you're homegrown. You, you, you wear it on your sleeve, clearly. Um, and the Marlins are starting to become homegrown right now, and they're building something. To, you know, do you feel it when you're at the facility? Do you feel this homegrown factor, and do you feel what the Marlins are building? And how exciting do you and the guys around the clubhouse feel this future is in Miami? Yeah, yeah, 100% I feel it. Um like I said, when I walk in and I go to work every day, I'm, I'm excited to be there and I'm excited to learn from all those guys. Um, obviously, Derek Jeter has brought in the right people. Um, and, you know, I'm super excited for the future. I think that there's a ton of prospects all around the area, all around the organization that, you know, can make a splash at any time. There's a ton of talent all around, all around the place. And um, super excited to, uh, you know, just keep it going. Um, yeah, being around all the talent, being around all the talent is awesome. Um, you know, it makes you want to be better every day. Um, seeing these guys go out there and, and work as hard as they can, it makes you just want to keep working. Um, and yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm super excited for the future. And, and I'm hoping that we're able to, you know, all come up together. Uh, you know, life works in different ways. Maybe that won't happen. But um, for now, we're just going to keep tunnel vision and uh, just keep it pushing. Yeah, just coming to work every day. 
So I'm super excited. Yeah. Zach McCampley, right-handed pitcher about to start his first full season in the Marlins organization with major league spring training. Uh, do you know what uniform number you're going to get at spring training yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm 96. I'm number 96 and Kyle is number 97. So, Hey man, I'm just happy. I got a number, man. I'm just happy. I got a jersey. So, <laughs> Hey, Zach, I'm going to be, I'm going to be up there soon, man. I'll make sure I find number 96 and say, what's up to you, man. Awesome, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yeah. And some other breaking news today uh, from minor league baseball that most of the affiliates, their opening day is going to be May 4th. So, um, after spring training, going to be hopping into there and, uh, yeah, really getting your feet wet, real competitive environment. But, uh, you said May US, 4th? Yeah, May 4th. You haven't heard well, that yet? That, that's, that's my 22nd birthday right there. That'll oh, be a perfect, yeah. that'll be a perfect birthday gift for your boy. Zach McCambly, thank you for all your time here on Earning Their Stripes on the Fish Stripes podcast. Uh, congrats again on the spring training invite and good luck to you this year and future years. Uh, we'll have our writers out there in spring training hoping to see you in person. And if not, uh, hopefully getting guys to see you in games themselves with the minor league affiliates and uh, not too far in the future, hoping to see you in the big leagues for the regular season. So good luck with everything, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys.